This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Five minutes after five o'clock on a finally Friday morning. How are you doing, everybody? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke. Glad to be along with you. Boy, oh boy, this is the last Friday of July. Can you believe it? Already August next week and the beginning of the Wisconsin State Fair. Well, we congratulate everybody in Jefferson County that made Wisconsin Farm Technology Days 2019 such a success. Now our sites are on Eau Claire County. Host for next year's show. We're talking about that in just a minute with Scott Schultz. Weather-wise for today, it's going to be a partly sunny Friday. 87 are expected high. Overnight lows down to 68. For Saturday, same situation. 87 are expected high. Little more humidity in the air. And on Sunday, a good chance we could pick up an afternoon shower or thunderstorms. 88 a high on Sunday. So for those folks at the Rock County Fair, Columbia County Fair, you're going to have to make sure you're paying attention to those animals, especially as you get ready to transport them home. We'll talk weather with Stu Muck in about 15 minutes. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. This year, Compere Financial is paying out more than $150 million to our member owners. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-947-7828 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Well, it's in the books now. Wisconsin Farm Technology Days 2019 going into the rearview mirror after three beautiful days of weather. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. It's definitely glad that it happened this week, Bob, instead of last. And now we start to roll forward towards northwest Wisconsin and Eau Claire County. Absolutely, Pam. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, which will host Farm Technology Days July 21st through the 23rd, Hunsinger Farms, a little horseradish activity. Our Scott Schultz had to go all the way to Jefferson County, though, to talk this week to folks from Farm Technology Days 2020, including Mark Hagedorn, who is currently the agricultural agent in Eau Claire County, but will soon be leaving that position. But he's been working on putting the show for next year together. And uh, Scott asked him how it's going so far, one year out from the 2020 show. You know, I think 90% of everything we've got going, Scott, is right on cue, just where the timelines suggest we should be. Um, Got some work to do, and most certainly now that the 19 show is underway and will be finished up, we're truly looking at crunch time for Eau Claire County. So um, we'll be getting back into Eau Claire County and our next meeting for a third Tuesday of Next month, we'll have the ability to sit and uh, sort of debrief about everything we saw here. And uh, they're doing a nice job here, but as is the case with just about everything in life, you can always do a little bit better. And that will be our ultimate goal in 2020 in Eau Claire. When you stepped onto the grounds here 
Did you have the feeling of, oh boy, things just got real? You know, every time I step into an FTD, I sort of have a sense of post-traumatic stress syndrome after doing this in 2008 in Brown County. You get that itchy feeling on your wrist as you look at 80 acres of tents sprawled out all over and you just go, whoa. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it becomes... Uh, a manageable process, albeit it is a Herculean set of tasks for over 1,600 volunteers. And that's going to be one of those big push points for us as we start moving on over the next month or two. Is now we can say that our goal is in sight and we're going to need these folks that have been saying with tongue-in-cheek, I'll help you if I'm still alive. So... We're, uh, we're going to come and find you now because you are and the time is nigh. So we need to get the word out there. Uh, if you had to put a percentage on it right now, what percentage do you think we might be at volunteer-wise? 10% yet or where are we? I would say we're easily at 10. We might be pushing 20. Um, it's been sort of... Uh, I guess I'd call it a pleasing feeling just since we've been here distributing materials to every exhibitor at the show. Uh, we've already had a, a dozen or so folks show up and sign up for next year's show. So uh, that means that there is and will be interest. And in order to take care of those folks, it's going to be really important for us to have a full complement of individuals to help get our grounds ready help get cars parked, uh, we'll have all sorts of opportunities and keeping a whole lot of people fed. So the, the opportunities are there, it's just a matter of getting uh, feet on the ground. As you said, this isn't your first rodeo when it comes to this kind of stuff. Is that about par with where you might be expected to have volunteer-wise? Yeah, like I said when we sort of started our conversation, I, I think we're at about 90% spot on. We've got a few more I's to dot and a couple T's to cross, but for the most part, we're, uh, we're I think, where we need to be, and we can see a little bit more of a fevered pitch starting to amp and ramp up amongst our respective committees. So uh, I, I think things are where they need to be. I'm not seeing any, uh, any aspect of concern about getting done what we need to get done. You take a look at our uh, tent city area, and uh, that's one of the nicest hay fields in Eau Claire County. 325 acres, alfalfa under two center pivots. Uh, it's really a nice site. Heaven forbid we get much rain or any rain, uh, it's going to take it really well. And the other nice thing about it is if we end up 88 dry, you hit the switch and we're going to water the puppy and everything will be good. Tell me about you. Uh, you know, you have this new job as the dairy specialist across the state now and be moving out of your UW Extension egg chores in Eau Claire County. But you still have some time that you'll be putting into Farm Technology Days in this role. That hasn't changed, has it? No. Confirmation was made this morning by our dean and director that 3 to 5% of my time will be allocated to helping with uh, higher level administrative tasks with the executive committee to just work their way through some of those rough spots where maybe the skill set I've got from 
previous engagement could be helpful for them. Uh, we're working on details to uh, get a, an intermediary to do some of the more day-to-day -day tasks, note-taking, transcribing at meetings, that kind of thing. And per my position description, I'll still have the, the latitude and the ability to be certain that Eau Claire County is taken care of as far as dairy and livestock needs go. We've got access to Katie and uh, Jerry Clark to handle farm management, crops and soils. So I think we've got our coverages in good shape. So now it's just a matter of getting a couple slots filled, and we should be in really good shape. Any angle on that uh, assistant role yet, or who you might be able to find for such a job? You know, I think we need someone who maybe has got a little bit of experience with the past farm technology days, uh, someone who's organized, and most certainly as a group, we will be reaching out and touching base with some folks that the executive committee might think that would have some potential to help us there and certainly if there's anyone out there in the listening audience that thinks that uh, a half-time job for the next year sounds intriguing feel free to contact us and speaking of contacting us with your role that starts when august 1st right yes august 1st i take over the role of uh, dairy program manager for the division of extension when that happens now uh, we've always been quick to say if you are a volunteer and want to get involved with things to contact Mark Hagedorn at the UW Extension office in Altoona. Who do we direct them to now? I would say just continue with those good words of advice and contact the Extension office. Visit with either Andy or Christy. They've got the forms there. They can get everything taken care of. And if they have any questions that they can't answer, then I may end up hearing about it ultimately anyway. But let's start out with just what we're comfortable with and we know the the system works contact uh, the extension office at 715-839-4712 and you can get uh, volunteer forms the uh, commemorative toy order forms not any form that is involved with the uh, farm technology day show they've got on file there plus all the contact information you mentioned the commemorative collectible toy. Uh, that's a, a little different twist in Eau Claire County coming up with a truck, a semi, instead of the tractor that's been here. That's one little different twist on Eau Claire County's compared with this year's Farm Tech Days. Are there things that at first glance at this round of Farm Tech Days here in Jefferson County that you'll have different twists on when you get to Eau Claire County? Well, I can guarantee you that no one has ever highlighted horseradish the way that we will. And it's going to be a great platform for uh, Hunsinger Farms and Silver Springs Food to uh, just show whoever wants to come and see what raising horseradish is all about. It's uh, an interesting niche market that Silver Spring has done a really good job with. And in the process, you're going to be able to see horseradish planted. You'll see horseradish being grown. You'll be able to see horseradish being uh, harvested. You'll be even be able to be a little bit involved in processing some horseradish. I think at Innovation Square, they're going to give you the entire horseradish experience. That sounds great. 
And here we are at the 2019 Farm Technology Days near Johnson Creek in Jefferson County. I was with Mark Hagedorn, Executive Secretary of the 2020 Farm Technology Days in Eau Claire. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Are you looking for a facial that gives results? We're proud to introduce Hydrafacial MD, a new medical facial that cleanses, exfoliates, and hydrates your skin in less than an hour. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Hydrafacial MD uses Vortex technology, which infuses cleansing serums along with glycolic and salicylic acid to deeply clean and exfoliate pores and dead skin cells. Next, infusion of light therapy in super serums with ingredients such as hyaluronic acid and antioxidants lead to hydration and healing. This medical facial is not painful and gives no downtime. Hydrafacial MD at Rejuvenation Clinic will leave your skin brighter, smoother, and healthier for several weeks while still providing a relaxing experience in a comfortable environment. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. It's the kind of charge you were never expecting. Ah! Hidden charges. You've got to be kidding me. Airline companies do it all the time. Check baggage, flight rebooking fees, and so on. As other industries took notice, everyone began implementing hidden charges into what otherwise you thought were complimentary services. When you have a plumbing issue, the last thing you need is another surprising charge. With Benjamin Plumbing in the surrounding Madison area, you never pay a trip charge. When others say, Well, we gotta roll a truck, and that's gonna cost blah, 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 blah. Benjamin Plumbing says, in the surrounding Madison area, no trip charge. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say no trip charge in the surrounding Madison area, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. All right, we're rolling up on 520 now on a finally Friday and final Friday of the month of August. Dumak Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. Oh, don't push it, don't push it. <laughs> July. I know. What did I say? You said the final, you said the final Friday of the month of August. Oh, hey, hold yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, you're right there. Don't go any faster than we already are. I can't believe that it's already the end of uh, July. Jeepers, Christmas trees. But oh. I'll tell you one thing. I'm guessing the folks in uh, Jefferson County are glad that it's the end of the week because they are finally done with Wisconsin Farm Technology Day. Some fun numbers from uh, the Jefferson County crew. So we focus in on the technology, obviously, but we can't forget about the food. Jefferson County did a really good job trying to focus in on all the food companies in that county. Many of them have been there for a long, long time. So this week they served, they said, 3,500 cookies and 1,400 cream puffs. Now, i got to be honest with you, Stu, there was a dust-up over the cream puffs because they were Uh-oh. not using 100% dairy. Uh, and Uh-oh. That, that I, you know, understanding our dairy farmers get pretty upset with that kind of thing in the current economic climate. But the thing is, uh, you're out in the middle of a farm field. 
You know, you're you. It's not a commercial kitchen that you're dealing with. <laughs> so that was part of the reason they had to compromise on that. And they also offered some uh, three, three, four different kinds of flavors. So that uh, that's part of it. But fourteen hundred of them served up. So job well done, Jefferson County. Now we'll uh, make our way to Eau Claire County next year. I want to make my way to a weekend, buddy. I would love for this beautiful weather we've been enjoying to stick around. Sounds like she's going to get a little bit more crispy this weekend. Well, a little warmer, and the humidity builds up, and there's been some scattered light rain. The report indicates there was light rain at La Crosse a couple of hours ago. Nothing measurable. Some rainfall extends up into southwest Wisconsin, out that western edge of Dane County already, and up into the central part of the state. It's all just that very, very light rain. A little more moderate rainfall in parts of central and up toward northeast Minnesota this morning. There is a front trying to drop southeast in Minnesota, not going to be very successful. Scattered light rain in a few areas this morning. More likely we see a little shower chance on toward this evening. And then maybe again as we make our way towards Saturday, Saturday afternoon, the more likelihood of measurable rain will come along when that front finally drops through the state. And I expect that to happen about Sunday evening and just into the day Monday when rainfall amounts in the quarter to half inch range are a bit heavier could be seen. I'll have the forecast details right after this. I bet many of you don't even know that Wisconsin's got a school of veterinary medicine right there on the UW-Madison campus. Sometimes if you don't need that resource, you don't realize it's there. That's the way it was for Jody. Her dog Piper came down with an emergency gastrointestinal problem and she needed help right away. And she turned to the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. I called them immediately knowing that I could get through to somebody and they pretty much walked me through it. And that alone just put me at ease. So I called back probably 15 minutes later and said, I'm on my way. Fortunately, that emergency after our visit to the UW School of Veterinary Medicine was productive. Today, Jody is a strong advocate for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine and their expansion project. My name is Jody, and I'm the mom to my dog, Piper. I 100% support the building project for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, and I hope you will too. It's a gem for Wisconsin. You can help. Go to animalsneedheroes2too.com for more. All right, Stu, let's have more on that forecast for the weekend. All right, well, a partly sunny sky is what we expect today, Pam, but a few sprinkly showers may pass through the Madison area. Could head toward the Fox Valley, Oshkosh and Fond du Lac, but it won't be much of anything, and more likely a partly sunny day at about 86. Winds out of the south, 5 to 15, gusting to 25. More clouds overnight and a slight chance of a scattered shower or a storm almost anywhere. The nighttime low holding a lot closer to 70 with the south winds at 5 to 15. Mostly sunny skies on Saturday. That slight chance of an afternoon or evening shower or thunderstorm, hit or miss kind of stuff, or around 87 or better. Southwest winds 5 to 15, gusting to 25. Sunday, partly sunny, a warm, humid day, about 88, with the southwest winds at 5 to 10. Sunday, late afternoon, evening, Pam, when I expect some measurable rain. So get your weekend plans wrapped up and and chores outside wrapped up so you're ready for maybe a wet Sunday night. All right. Well, we'll take a break then. All right. Thanks, Stu. Have a good weekend. We'll catch you Monday. We'll catch you then. Bye now. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details that you're looking for. So, again, for the Rock County Fair, Columbia County Fair, still a nice weekend to get out and enjoy that. In La Crosse, you're cloudy, 72. Mauston, cloudy and 70 degrees. Fond du Lac, 
fair skies in 66. Oshkosh is clear in 66 at the airport in Madison. Currently, we've got clear skies and we are at 63 degrees, 68 degrees. Check that, 68 degrees. Sorry about that. Coming up in just a moment, we are talking about uh, the market facilitation program. The rates were announced yesterday. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. Sure, you can do it yourself, but is it really worth it? Do-it-yourself plumbing is often no walk in the park, and you run the risk of leaks leading to water damage or the dangers of electrical problems or even gas leaks. It's also important your plumbing repairs meet current codes and standards. When you hire your friends from Benjamin Plumbing, you know it's fixed right, up to code, and guaranteed. The majority of Benjamin's residential plumbing repairs are more affordable than you think. Save your marriage. Save your sanity. Save your weekend. Before you roll up your sleeves and try it yourself, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. In the next 60 seconds, 156 people will be added to Earth's population. Many will face a life of poverty, hunger, and poor health. At some point, planet Earth may no longer be able to sustain our world's population. But overpopulation is not just a numbers game. It's also about a better quality of life, which includes access to basic health care, food, clean water, and a sustainable balance between people and our natural resources. If you think overpopulation is such a big problem that you can't make a difference, think again. Population Connection is the national grassroots organization that believes through education and information, individuals can make a difference. Take the time to make an investment in a better, safer, less crowded world. Even small choices can make an impact. To learn more, visit populationconnection.org. That's populationconnection.org. A public service message from Population Connection. I-39 Supplies, word of the day. Twerk? Really? Borrowed my dump trailer and my buddy totaled her out. Called I-39. They rushed one for me so I could get back twerk. Trailer service and more. I-39supply.com. Two people meet. One of them is attracted to the other. What does this person do? They look at the ring finger of the left hand. That's what they do. Men do it? Women do it. Kessler's has over 1,500 beautiful ways to say... 
I'm in a committed relationship without ever having to say it. Ladies' diamond wedding bands start at $290. And men's gold bands start at just $398. We even have hundreds of styles of stackable rings to mix and match. And even if you didn't get your engagement ring from Kessler's, we have the perfect wedding band in our showcase. Or we can custom make you one. Because Kessler's is a manufacturing jeweler. When you place that gold ring on her finger and hear a voice say, By the power vested in me by the state of Wisconsin, I now pronounce Gold makes it a marriage. Welcome to Kessler's. Over 1,500 wedding bands are waiting for you right now at Kessler's, the home of America's strongest jewelry warranty. Find the Kessler's nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. Saving a few bucks trying to do it yourself sounds like a great idea until you run into complications. Wiseway Flooring offers cash and carry and we'll even give you helpful tips. But if you run into trouble, we'll be right here to help you finish the project. I'm Mike Genser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit any one of our four locations and see what Wiseway can do for your flooring. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. INeedFlooringNow.com. Shopping at Rogan Shoes is fun. Shop great name brands and get the second pair for half price. If you don't need a second pair at the time of your purchase, just bring in your receipt at a later date to receive your discount. Rogan Shoes, Madison East and West and Janesville and Beloit. Equal value or less, some exclusions may apply. See complete details at a store near you. Uh, visiting with our Packer Insider, Rob Reichel, uh, Bob McGinn, Football, Forbes.com. Uh, all right, Robbie, so, so training camp opens today. The Packers obviously uh, dropping a bomb yesterday with the, uh, the Mike Daniels news and you know the more i read into it the more it makes sense i mean people i think are, are the initial sicker shocks to be like why would you cut this guy why not try and trade him or at least wait till the end of training camp you know see if there's an injury or not before you know making your final 53 but you know and people don't want to talk about the business side of sports but there was certainly a financial component right that just by him stepping on the practice field today the packers are going to have to pay him a lot of money right so is, is this much about a financial move as anything else it's probably the combination, Joe, um, of, of the financial side of things, and then and then the football side of things. Green Bay feeling that they're good enough uh, with, with the personnel and the people they have. I mean, keep in mind. Now, now, let me start by saying this, though, Joe. I, I don't think the Green Bay Packers are a better football team, not even close. Much like I felt that way with Josh Sitton a few summers ago, Joe, uh, when when we were shocked with that particular. Uh, released at the end of training camp and now at the start of training camp with the Mike Daniels. It just did not make the Green Bay Packers a better football team. But but now the the reasons are obviously twofold. Number you know number one, uh, Daniels is thirty. He, he's on the downside of his career. He's in the final year of his contract. He was due to make a little over eight million dollars. He played forty percent of the snaps roughly last year. Joe, they feel they have enough enough good players and talent and depth up there. Um, Daniels is just a, a, a not over six foot. Joel Petten likes guys six three, six four on his defensive line. He didn't really fit the, the mold and the build of a Mike Petten uh, defensive end and edge rusher. There, um, they thought ahead and, and changed the body type largely of that position uh, in the last eighteen months or so. Joel, with uh, with the players that Gutekunst has drafted, with the, with the guys that he brought in for Petten. And Daniels just didn't really fit that at all. And then the you know the second part of that, Joe, is like you said on the financial side of things, this obviously frees up some money. Uh, they're going to try to get a big deal done soon with Kenny Clark. Every every day, every week, every month that passes, Kenny Clark's sticker price goes up. It doesn't go down, Joe. Um, you know he's. I wrote about this last week at Forbes. 
Uh, people can jump on there and look. Uh, Kenny Clark's going to get probably in the range of 17 to $20 million a year when it's all said and done. He's not going to get Aaron Donald money, Joe. Um, Aaron Donald's in the league in his own. But don't be shocked if Kenny Clark's the second or third highest paid nose tackle in football after he signs his next deal. You know, Robbie, Man. a lot of people – wow, that's, that's a big, uh, big big statement there. You know, a lot of people on draft night were like, with the Rashawn Gary pick, didn't see it coming at all. Of all the positions, you know, they were speculating, you know, is this the year where the Packers maybe finally go offense in the first round, like a tight end or a wide receiver? Or, you know, it's going to be that traditional edge rusher, you know, outside linebacker, stand-up type guy. I don't think anybody saw Rashawn Gary coming. Does this now retrospectively, do you? does the light bulb go off and say – they made this decision regarding Mike Daniels on draft night, and, and now you're seeing that the Gary pick makes more sense retrospectively? Yeah, it's, you know, Joe, it has been rumored for, for a while that Daniels could be on the chopping block, and then the fact he didn't, he didn't really participate in, in the offseason program as he was recovering from injury. But the combination of Gary and then the signings of the two Smiths, I mean, I – I watched them very close in mini camp, and I'll be real interested to watch them today in, in training camp, Joe. Uh, just what they do with the two Smiths, but Zadarius in particular was doing most of his rushing and, and a lot of his work from from down on the line of scrimmage, Joe, coming from inside. Um, he's got a body type where he can go ahead and do that, where where he just he just might step into a role there versus outside linebacker. I mean, I I think in a in, in a perfect world, maybe in past situations, Joe, with Baltimore, he would line up outside on early downs and then move inside later on. Um, he might turn into more of a, a, a three-down a three defensive lineman, in essence, for Mike Pettin now. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, they do have depth, though, Joe. Tyler Lancaster came on late last year after injury hit that position. They probably feel like they can get 25 or 30 snaps a game out of him. They obviously just gave Dean Lowry a big deal. Clark's going to get paid. I mean, Clark's an elite player right now. He's probably a top 40 player in the in the whole league right now, Joe. Um, you know, they took Kiki in the in the fifth. I want to say I, I don't have that in front yep. of me. I forget. Um, you know, and, and and they'll they'll try to get some some snaps out of him. I, I would assume they, they they feel a lot better now than they did 12 months ago about about Montrevious Adams. He's kind of a wild card in there. You know, a high pick. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, some good news to celebrate this morning. When the governor signed into effect Wisconsin's new budget, it also proclaimed that the UW School of Veterinary Medicine would be able to go forward with their expansion project. They're going to break ground on that this fall. They still have a little ways to go as far as private fundraising is concerned. Talking about it with uh, Dean Markell from the School of Veterinary Medicine before we hit 6 o'clock. Glad you're along with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Now... From the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. Well, on this day back in 1945, the Potsdam Declaration was signed. Now, many of us don't recognize that term, but basically it was the proclamation that defined terms for Japanese surrender. This was where they kind of worked it out, what was going to happen after World War II on this date back in 1945. And believe it or not, on this date back in 1943... Mick Jagger was born. Today is Mick Jagger's birthday. Honestly, the man is 76 years old. I just looked it up. They are still out on tour. And now you know. Well, yesterday we got a few more details on the upcoming market facilitation program payments. And I'll tell you what, the payment rates have changed. 
Yesterday, U.S. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue spoke with farm broadcasters on a conference call and said that now the new rates range anywhere from a minimum of $15 per acre up to a maximum of $150 per acre. So how did they come up with this county-by-county payment rate? USDA's chief economist, Dr. Rob Johansson, tried to explain. One difference with this year's program is the sense that we looked at trade over the past 10 years and uh, determined what was the maximum amount of trade that uh, retaliating countries could have imported from us. So that starts the difference in the two programs in the sense that we didn't use 2017 export numbers. We used different year, depending on which, which year was reflected the largest amount of trade that the U.S. producers have been able to export to those retaliating countries. That's USDA's chief economist, Dr. Rob Johansson. They also took into account the nasty weather we had this spring, the damage from cold and wet weather. So that's factored in as well. Sign up for the program begins on Monday, according to USDA Undersecretary Bill Northey. Sign up will begin on Monday, uh, next Monday, July 29th. will end on December 6th of uh, 2019. Payments, uh, we expect uh, to start mid to late August and uh, will be made to, as we said, three groups of folks. We have the non-specialty crops, that county payment rate. Rob talked about specialty crops and then to our dairy and, and, uh, and hog producers. USDA Undersecretary, that's Bill Northey. You can find out more about the program and the payments online right now. Farmers.gov backslash MFP. It's 538. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. So you feel like all you do is mow lawn? Hey, it's possible you can get as much as two and a half inches of new grass growth every week. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke here with a good reason why you need to meet my friends at McFarland's right there in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street. That's just off Highway 12. And the good news is everything's under one roof. Yeah, no matter the size of lawn that you're trying to tackle, my buddies at McFarland's got you covered. They've got the Kubotas, the Simplicities, the Ferris, the Husqvarna's, and don't forget about the Toros. And listen, it's not just about the sale. It's also about the service. If McFarland sells it, They service it. So whether it's sharpening up the blades, tightening up some uh, belts, maybe just an oil change, they are there to take care of you, and they're going to do it with a smile. Why? Because you're their neighbors, and McFarland's is all about community. Remember, it's all under one roof. That's comfortable shopping. Check out their great mower selection now. 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, McFarland's. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. 
Barrel cheese was up a quarter of a cent yesterday at 172. 40 pound block cheese down a quarter of a cent at 183. And double A butter unchanged. Fluid milk is quiet overnight. August is at 1769 100 weight. September at 1796 100 weight. December corn is down three quarters of a cent, 426 and three quarters. November beans up a penny and a quarter right now at 901. September wheat down two and a quarter cents at 497 and a quarter in over night electronic trade. Well, we're going to do a little bit of celebrating coming up in just a moment. The Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine had been seeking some state funding to try to expand their footprint. That building has not seen an upgrade in about 30 years. Well, some of the money got included in the Wisconsin state budget. Now the private sector has to get ready to uh, up the ante, shall we say, talking about it with Dr. Dean Markell, from the School of Veterinary Medicine as we update you on animal care and what that school means to the state of Wisconsin. They're our guests next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. As summertime reaches its peak, so does property crime. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers has a few tips on how to keep you and your family safe this summer. Be aware of what's happening in the neighborhood. Get to know your neighbors and look out for one another. Lock your doors, including the garage door. Unlock doors are open invitations to intruders. Don't post on social media that you are leaving town and wait to post photos after you return from your trip. Plan your route. Stay within well-traveled routes and walk in groups. There's safety in numbers. If your child or teen will be alone a significant amount of time, have him or her check in with you if they plan to leave the house and when they arrive back home. Monitor internet and social media activity to establish children and teens are visiting appropriate sites and following guidelines. Always lock your doors and roll up your windows when you leave your car. Do not leave valuables in the car. If you must leave prized possessions in your vehicle, keep them out of sight or hidden in the trunk. And remember, if you see something, say something. If you see people or activities that seem suspicious, report your observations to Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or call 911. Hi, I'm Diane Lazinski. I have a beautiful gold band with five diamonds in it that my husband got me when we were married 10 years ago. And I was at a Brewers game, jumping up and down, screaming, clapping, go, go, go. Some reason I went to put my hand in my pocket and something caught. I looked down and one of the diamonds is gone. Cannot find this diamond. That's about when I started to panic. Just about then, uh, I hear this, hey, what are you looking for? There's a guy in the next section and I held up my hand and I said I lost my diamond he says oh no and then he says if you got it at Kessler's you're covered I looked at my husband and we both said well we did and the guy says they'll replace it thank you to Kessler's who was able to replace the diamond in my beautiful wedding band I can't say enough about him because I get so many compliments on this ring and I always tell him we got it at Kessler's visit Kessler'sDiamonds.com to find the location nearest you and to read what customers are saying about Kessler's. Chicken, sheep, and cows, oh my. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, it's kind of congratulations in order. Our friends from the UW Veterinary School of Medicine, happy to announce that uh, they did get financial support through the state budget and through kind donations and company and industry support. We are on our way to an expanded facility. It's time for a quick update on a campaign that we've been talking about with you and the staff from the UW School of Veterinary Medicine for well over a year now. Dr. Dean Markell is along with us. And like I said, Dr. Markell, I guess uh, I feel like we had some vested interest in trying to help get this news out. And it is good news. You want to explain to them what happened at the state level when it came to funding from this spring? 
We had a great 4th of July. Basically, um, Governor, Ever, Governor Evers signed the 2019-21 to 21 state budget on July 3rd, and that included funding for our expansion project, which is a total of $128 million, with the state contributing $90 million of that, and the rest we have to raise and give support. Uh-huh. Now, we are on our way down that path. How are we doing as far as that uh, private gift support? We've raised nearly $25 million to date uh, for the $38 million we need to raise, so we really need to, over the next year and a half or so, max two years, raise that additional $13 million. I know there's some gifts out there that we're waiting for it, the yeah. basically the budget to be signed, so I'm hopeful that in the not-too-distant future, we'll be able to make some exciting announcements about getting very close to that $38 million, million in the next month or two. Great. Excellent. We'll come back for that story for sure. Now, one thing that we want to know is, uh, so you've got majority of the funding in place. I see that you're already talking about concluding construction in late 2020 for occupancy in early 2021. Holy peapod, that's an aggressive schedule. Tell me what's clicking in your mind, Dean Markell. Well, it's, we really have two projects that are going on at the same time. What you're talking about is our parking ramp project, which is going to start construction this fall and is scheduled to be done in December of 2020, so we'll occupy in early 21. Then our hope is almost immediately after that, we'll be able to begin the construction on the building sometime in early 21 that winter, and that'll likely be concluded sometime in 2023. Now, I want folks to realize what a complicated build a school of veterinary medicine is. You're dealing with uh, different species. You've got students. Uh, you've got the general public. So maybe share with us some of the plans, Dean Markell, if you can, about what the building's going to look like. I mean, the parking lot ramp, that's probably not <laughs> overly impressive. But give me a sense on this new footprint that we're expecting and working towards. Well, let me first describe kind of what this is going to achieve for us because we're doing two things. We're building a new building across the street from the school, but we're also remodeling our current building, particularly our large animal hospital. So within the large animal hospital, we're going to create a covered arena, a new large animal isolation facility. We're going to bring some of our large imaging equipment like CT scanners and MRI units into the building. As a reminder for, for your listeners, right. our MRI unit lives in a trailer out behind the building right now. And in the new building, we're in essence going to double the size of our small animal hospital, significantly improve our teaching spaces, and also increase our basic wet laboratory space by about one-third and dramatically increase our infectious disease research space. So we've, the, the design and the build is going to be very complicated. You've got hospital space. You've got research space. You've got infectious disease research right. space that has to be contained, and obviously teaching spaces. Well, and I was talking with uh, some of the other professors that are involved in some of that cutting-edge research, like uh, uh, Lyric Bartholomew and her tick and, uh, and research on mosquitoes. That's spooky stuff when you start talking about Ebola being introduced into a situation, a lab situation. So help them understand, you've got beautiful gray hair right now, Dr. Markell, but I can only imagine what this could do to a fella by the time it's done, just the logistics. Well, well, we'll back up and say that there are kind of different biosafety levels depending on what kind of organism you're investigating and whether it can be transmitted to humans or animals and things like that. So in this facility, we'll have BSL-3 space, biosafety level 3 space, where we can do work on things like Zika virus, uh, tuberculosis, malaria, those kinds of things. When you get to highly contagious 
like influenza or mm -hmm. Ebola, like you've just mentioned, there's really only a couple places in the country that can do that. We will not be working on those okay. viruses here. All right, so rest, uh, rest assured, you Madisonians that get alarmed about things like that. But still, a lot of cutting-edge research that's going to be going on in this expanded space. And the logistics still, uh, you talk about a CT scan or, or MRI Let's always remind people, Dr. Markell, you're talking about a big piece of equipment for the large animals you deal with. Exactly. So, you know, we're fortunate we have a standing CT scanner right now, but there are times when we need to have a foal, for example, or, or a cow or a horse on their sides anesthetized to be able to do a CT scan with them. The same thing is true with an MRI unit um, in general. You need to anesthetize them, have them on their side, have a special table. And we don't want to have to replicate all these pieces of equipment right. because they're very expensive. So we want to have it be accessible for both our companion animals like dogs and cats and reptiles, but also for our large animals. Right. What gets you most excited about this? I mean, aside from the fact that uh, you can see light at the top of the hill now, what, uh, what gets you jazzed and your staff maybe as far as this new facility? What I'm most jazzed about is we first began to think about expanding the School of Veterinary Medicine in 2002 when I was the Associate Dean for Advancement. Fast forward 10 years later, okay. 2012, I was able to convince the UW-Madison campus to help us do a feasibility study to see what this building should look like. And then now, um, seven years later, we finally have the funding for it. So it's been a 17-year-long um, push. <laughs> as I like to tell people, I'm a Shawshank Redemption um, movie fan, <laughs> and it's all about pressure and time, and mm -hmm. we've just had to maintain that pressure, and then with time, it f finally became successful. Yeah, that's excellent. Now, we've talked about the complication of the build. Uh, what are some of the partners that you know you're going to be working with? Uh, do they have a clear understanding on what it's like to try to design these facilities for livestock, uh, for research, for science? We're very fortunate. Uh, we engaged Flat Architects to do the feasibility study four years ago. <clears throat> they were in the competition for the architects selected for our new building, and they were the ones that were selected, along with affiliated engineers. They have experience with over 20 different schools of veterinary medicine around oh, the country, wow. um, with a variety of buildings, both hospitals as well as research laboratory space, infectious disease research space. So I feel very comfortable with that piece, we in, we in addition, because we had gift support, we were able to start the architect selection process almost a year ago, mm. and so we're now actively designing the new building, and that was a little bit of a risk because we didn't know for sure we'd get the governor to sign right. off on the on the budget bill, but mm. he did, and so we're we're well ahead of the curve now. That's excellent. Now, can we see any of those uh, drawings or potential renderings anywhere just yet? Not yet. Now, you'll see if you go to our AnimalsNeedHeroes2.com website, there are some kind of pictures of what that feasibility study showed, what the building might look like. But in essence, I wouldn't take those home to the bank. Right, right. I think in the next six to nine months, we'll have some good renderings and we'll have them on the website as well. I just have to ask you, because I've watched how other buildings have consumed people down here. Are you going to be working directly with the general contractor? Do you have other staff that are going to try to engage in that? Because you see things differently than an engineer, and catching those unique items early on can save some money. So there certainly are dedicated people both on the campus level, in the state level, mm. as well as within the School of Veterinary Medicine um, that are designated to kind of monitor what's happening all the way from the design through the build. I happen to be one of the more anal retentive people on the planet, so I'm sure I'll be in the building every day with my hard hat on to make sure that things are happening the way we hope they'll be <laughs> happening. 
I, after that much time, doctor, I think you are allowed that opportunity. So again, we're talking with Dr. Dean Markell. Congratulations to them. They were included in the governor's uh, biennial budget, uh, approximately uh, two-thirds of the $128 million they need towards their expansion project secured by the state, and now they continue to look for um, more than $25 million that will complete the project. You can help out. You can engage. You can continue to support the efforts online at animalsneedheroes2too.com. Dr. Markell, anything else that you're going to be doing for, as you mentioned, the remainder of these gifts, donations that you're looking for, is there anything that comes to mind where people might want to keep an eye out on the website? I know there's been different auction items and stuff like that. Anything that comes to mind that people might want to watch? We have, we're going to continue to have events where we try to engage people, let them know about the project, hopefully get them passionate about it, and ultimately, if they're able to help contribute in gift, in gift form towards the project. Those will continue to happen. So if you go to the website that you just mentioned, you'll be able to see kind of when those event, events are occurring. And hopefully you'll have an opportunity to, you know, get to see the School of Veterinary Medicine, have a tour, and, and ideally, if you're interested, really help us bring this to its final um, completion. Well, good job. And like you said, I think that you have seen uh, the signs and still, I think, probably some time and pressure needed on your point. But like you said, it's been a, it's been a successful campaign. What I really like to do is not only thank you, um, because you've been an, a tremendous supporter of the school, but also your listeners, members of the Aid Coalition, the Wisconsin Veterinary Medical Association, veterinarians throughout the state, animal lovers, dairy farmers, and other supporters who really helped make this come to fruition. And importantly, I want to say, thank Governor Evers, members of the Joint Finance Committee, amazingly, and it shouldn't be surprising, but still amazingly in this kind of political environment, we had strong bipartisan support. Both Republicans and Democrats both wanted to have this project be completed, be included in the budget, and I want to thank everyone in the legislature and the governor's office for their support. And uh, ditto on that. It's good to have a success story to be able to talk about here on the Farm Show. Again, that's Dr. Dean Markell. He is the dean of the School of Veterinary Medicine here on the UW-Madison campus. Keep your eyes open, not only on their website, but also if you drive past campus, watch and see what's going to start unfolding later this fall, all the way into 2021 and beyond. And as always, still continuing to look for your support, uh, be it events, auction items, or a donation of your own, Animals Need Heroes 2, T-O-O dot com. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 